Hey, Ravings and Cravings here, otherwise known as Ruth Hartunian Allenbaugh. Welcome this evening. I can't wait to unpack tonight's episode. You are going to love every single bite. I'm not sure about that bite, though. Yep. Well. Maybe not that one. I'm here with <laughs> Brian Scott Smith, in incarnate, in the flesh. His show is right after this one, every Monday at 5.30. So why don't you put in your plug for that now and do it later, too? So why not? Go ahead. You've got an entire hour of me because you've got, you got half an hour live, which is unusual, and then you're going to get half an hour of pre-recorded. The of live me. is live is awesome. Uh, well, I hope so. I love live. It's been fun, and even before we even started, I this know. has been yeah. We're going to have lots of munching and crunching. Yes, we, we are. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, Connecticut East uh, this week, um, mm -hmm. Pandemonium Rainforest Project. Talking to Alison Sloan, who's the founder, all about exotic animals, and you'll hear all about that at 5.30. And you have a Facebook page, and... Yes. Could you just... On all the socials. For my for my benefit, and for the benefit of the people yes. out there, because some people don't know everything, Okay. believe it or not. Tell us a little about your history as far as radio and broadcasting. Oh, gosh. Okay? We've, but you got to keep it short, because we need say, to eat. I was going to say, we, we, yeah. <laughs> it's only 25 minutes short. I know, but I want, I want people to get a little flavor for who you are. The quick elevator yes. pitch, then. So yeah. I've been a broadcaster now for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, I originally come from England, which is where the weird accent comes from. I will never get rid of my weird English accent. I like it, that it, accent. It, it, it gets me money. Um, legally, <laughs> I should say. We should point out, or legally. And... Uh, yeah, so I do the, the podcast. I report for um, uh, an NPR station here in Connecticut as That's well. Cool. And uh, yeah, just do a variety of, mm -hmm. of things. Mm -hmm. uh, keeps me employed. And I've been here, what, oh, 15 years. 15. I, I was just trying to count that up the other day, and it's unbelievable. I know you, when you say these things, it's like, oh, that sounds so slight passe when you say, oh, it doesn't feel like 15 years. It really doesn't feel like 15 years has gone and by. Were you always doing Connecticut East for all that time? No, no. I was so like, I've worked in the television industry as well, okay. sort of thing. Okay. So I was, you know, I do TV and, and audio. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, Connecticut East has been going for just over three years. Awesome. And I have been doing ravings and cravings for almost a year and a half. There you go. Right before, right before you. So that's kind of like, so the context, the angle for today's interview, just so that you guys get this, is Brian Scott Smith is my neighbor. <laughs> and I wanted to meet my neighbor. On the radio. Yes. And I, I wanted to meet my neighbor in person. And people who are neighbors share meals together. And we they do. And share food. I know. And, and so I brought some things from my background today to try for Brian Scott Smith to try and he brought some things from his side of the pond and we're going to put those all together and see what we have. I know I don't think there's going to be a lot of talking it's just going to be a lot of like, <laughs> num, 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 munching and crunching sort of thing. Well we did some of us tried one of the things before we went on the air and we you were... Mean, you mean these Ruth? Yeah we you were don't like these. kind of choking on those. These are twiglets. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the interesting thing, I think, about the American palate versus the English palate is I think Americans generally prefer things a little bit sweeter. Mm -hmm. um, and English people, yeah, they like sweet things, but they also, you know, like savory. And this is mm -hmm. a little bit savory. So I'm just going to show this to the camera. And for the people at home, obviously, who are just listening to this, this looks like a, looks like a stick, um, but it's made from whole wheat. And um, it's got like a yeasty sort of flavor on it and it's called a twiglet and it's a very Christmassy thing in the in the UK so people tend you can buy them all year round but people tend to 
um, you know, because Christmas is our big one. I mean, we don't have Thanksgiving in the UK, so Christmas is our big holiday. Oh, right. It's our big mm-hmm. turkey day mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, the twiglets, that comes out at Christmas. So, yeah. So I, I tried Twiglet. it, and I didn't look at the ingredient list. Mm-hmm. And at first, I didn't have a very complimentary word for it. <laughs> but then I thought of a complimentary word, and okay. I said it tasted earthy. Yes. And then we looked at the ingredient list, and it has, like, uh, yeast in it, mm-hmm. and barley something or another. Yep. I would not choose this for my favorite snack, <laughs> but I appreciate trying new things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm a fan. I think we should go on to the Marmite one, since okay. we're talking about interesting. So here's the other one. Mm-hmm. So it's the so Walkers is actually Lay's over here. Lay's makes it. Yeah. So if you look at that, does that not look familiar? The, oh yeah, the the, yeah. Uh, the logo. The logo. Yeah. So right. Walkers is actually Lay's over here, and Marmite is a very British thing. In yes. Australia, they call it Vegemite, mm-hmm. and again, it's a very acquired taste. And the reason I brought you these is because if you actually have real Marmite, which comes in this little jar. Mm-hmm and you put it on a cracker or toast, often people don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's quite a dark sort of like um, viscous liquid type of thing. And they smear it on like butter and then take a taste. And it that's when the fireworks happen because it's very salty, Mm -hmm. very salty. So I'm going to, this is the better way to try it. This is the better way. So these are crisps, of course, as we call them in the UK or chips over here. I'll smell things before I eat them. No, you should, you should. But that's but that's like it's a slightly dumbed dumbed down version. That's okay because I've had marmite and yeah. I I don't care for it. Yeah, I think try that and see what you think. It's you probably still won't like it, but it's it's a little bit more palatable. No, it's actually better. Yeah, it's much better. It has a better. It's not as uh, strong a flavor. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how someone could swipe that on anything. <laughs> like the the spread stuff. I I don't know how they could. Do you do that? Yeah, and you do it with cheese as well. Well, I can see cheese on there. Marmite and cheese. Well, mm. I brought a couple things for you to try too. Yeah, I'm gonna so, pop those out. You know, it was it was his birthday on um, Friday. Friday. Yeah. So I got a, a little bird to tell me some things that could be good, <laughs> possible things that 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 uh, I could make. And so, since I'm from Wisconsin, because I said I was bringing my Midwest kind of stuff, because mm. that's where I'm from, and he's from the UK, so. I brought in like a six or seven cheese macaroni and cheese. This looks gorgeous. For uh, for you to try. You just, yeah, point that, point that to the camera mm-hmm. again for mm-hmm. the people listening just on radio. This I is think, like gore. I mean, this is just. Well, and I think macaroni and cheese is better with more than two or three cheeses. Mm. So some of, mm. yeah. That was really good. And I like. I'm getting like sharp and strong cheddar in that, which I adore. Okay. I'm a complete cheese freak. Yay. Of I'm course, a cheese head too. You well, know, don't Wisconsin, forget. Right? Well, don't forget. You know, cheddar did come from the United Kingdom. So did it? Mm-hmm. Oh, there is a there is thing. there is a place in the United Kingdom called Cheddar, and that's where cheddar cheese comes All from. All right, awesome. So I brought that. Mm, that was lovely. I'm glad you could try that. I also mm. made, uh, and I looked for some recipes because I was like, I like I like to play in my kitchen. So I found this recipe for Victoria sponge cake, and I never made it before, but I love it, and I think I would make it again. So I brought that and a little bit of homemade lemon curd. For if you want to go ahead and dip, or if you don't want I'm to, do it's that. fine. You I'm going to do that. So we got just... here's our little bits of Victoria sponge, which mm-hmm. I have to say this is the most dainty Victoria sponge I've ever <laughs> ever had in my life. It's very and sort of let's dip that. And dip? Le- lemon curd is just to die for. I love lemon curd. Mm. Yeah, that is a really good combination. Is it? So traditionally, Victoria sponge in the UK would have cream and like either a raspberry or strawberry jam in the middle. Jam. 
um, mm-hmm. or jelly, of course, as we call it here in the US. Oh. That is really nice. The lemon curd is both of them. You knock that one out of the park. Sorry. I'm not going to go all Simon Cowell on you. <laughs> so, well, and you know, it's no really meanness. it's risky to make stuff from someone else's of course it is. country because. I don't know, maybe your mom had the best of something. Did she yep. have the best of something? Yeah. What did she have the best of? Um, liver and onions. <gasps> I love liver and Yeah, onions. see, and so, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I've got, I've, you know, just like you, I've got friends from all over the world, and um, one of my friends, uh, she's originally from, <clears throat> excuse me, from Singapore, and for years, for years I resisted <laughs> cooking anything sort of like Chinese or oh, Asian. Yeah. Sure. Because she is such a good cook, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I finally, you know, did it. But yeah, it's scary when you, because you, like you said, people have got ideas. They know what it should taste like. Oh yeah, and I mean, I've I've traveled internationally too, and Chinese food in China is not like way different. Chinese, it's not way Chinese different, food here. yeah. Very different. It's very Westernized it here, is. and and like you said, to your point, until you go there and you realize how different it is. Mm-hmm like scary different in it i mean it's tasted there's nothing wrong with it but it just tastes completely different it does it, it does. really does what should we go for next we have a lot of things sitting out here i'm not sure i'm gonna get so you want chocolate <gasps> you okay. like your chocolate i love so chocolate. i brought two classic uh, british chocolate bars here one's called crunchy and one is called flake and they are both everybody loves those in the in the uk they're very different, so I'm going to quickly open up the crunchy one. If we can get this open, I should have pre-opened this, shouldn't I? There we go. Uh, try this because that's it. Doesn't you know? Looks doesn't look too interesting. Try it. Yeah, it looks like a, just a regular run-of-the-mill like chocolate bar. Yep. Covered chocolate bar. I'll uh, break it off yep. so that you don't have my germs if you're going to eat some. Ooh. Ah. Oh, this is you know you know what we call this in Wisconsin? This called fairy food. Okay. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So inside it's got mm. honeycomb, not not it. not real honeycomb, but the equivalent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is. I don't know if you can see it, but I'm going to hold this as close as I can. It just melts in your mouth. It does. It does. Wow. So that's, that's that is a shot of sugar. That is a shot of sugar. Who makes this? That's made by uh, Cadbury. Miss Cadbury. Which of course is owned by Hershey now. So uh, Hershey. Hershey actually, bought yep. Cadbury. Yep. So the other one we're going to do now is Flake, and mm. that's also uh, made by Cadbury. Now, the, this one is exactly as its name suggests. It's difficult. It looks... Again, I'm going to hold it up and like, just turn it around. You can see it's layered. Oh, it layered looks, like a, looks like a tree trunk. Yeah, it looks a little bit like a, a log, maybe. Cho- yeah. Chocolate. Let's yep. try that. Will that like crumble if I break it off? Yeah. Yeah, you just need so to... Yeah, just, just pop it. All right. Pop, pop it straight I'll in and go for it. Because it. Mm. it really will just completely... Yeah, see? Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm. What is that? I mean, it's milk chocolate, so you have to like milk chocolate. Not everybody likes milk chocolate, oh, and, and they chocolate. and they don't do a dark chocolate version of it. But it 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 does work. Not all milk chocolates are created alike either. This is true. This is true. So you like you must like Cadbury milk chocolate. Well, Cadbury's sort of in the UK is really one of the biggest makers of mm-hmm. sort of candies and and chocolates. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, there are other ones, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Cadbury because like you know the cream eggs that we get here. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the, uh, Easter time in the, the rabbit commercials, the Cadbury's cream eggs. Mm-hmm. Well, again, you know, it's sort of from the same company. So. I like the ones with the hard shell, those Cadbury eggs. Mm-hmm. Yep. They are crunchy and they have that chocolate on the inside. There you go. Those are hard to find. So the whole point of this is, you mm-hmm. know, British food hasn't always had a great reputation. It has, <laughs> it has changed over the years. Um, but there are certain things, as in, in any culture, that really do stand out. And, you know, the chocolate certainly... 
uh, does. does stand out. Um, the one I'm going to go for next, though, which um, I was so pleased when you mentioned this. I mean, all of this that you've made mm-hmm. is just phenomenal. Is this. Mm-hmm. Now, trifle. Mm-hmm. Classic British dessert. Yep. And you even put cream on the top, which is rare. Because people will put, like, the custard, mm-hmm. um, and then they forget about the cream. But that is a real classic, and that is beautiful. <gasps> I'm so happy. I mean, look at this, all this layered... <laughs> It's like a lasagna made from fruit. Yeah, but it's... Uh, but it's just... So I'm just going to dig in. Yeah, so what made So what made you do this one? Because this is this is unusual. I mean, I know you can get trifle in there. Trifle's not really an American thing as much, is it? I have... I have I, maybe they're more so now than they were before. I have friends who are from England, mm. and she would make trifle, and she would swear by the fact that she always use, uses bird's custard. Which you have, haven't you? Because I can taste it. I did, I did. I see, found it. Well, mm-hmm. See, again, that's got a particular taste. It does. And it's an interesting, it's an interesting way to make it. So mm. guys out there who think that good food has to take hours, nope. I opened a packet yep. of powder... And I added boiling water, I stirred it around, and I walked away. Mm. So that was the extent of the cooking mm. for mm. that. I mean, is that like really bird's custard, or is, are there like longer cooked versions? There's even shorter cooked versions in shorter the UK. Than that? Yeah, you can buy it in like, um, you know, a pouch. And it's already made, and all no you do is warm it. Yeah, and you warm it up in the microwave. I mean, you can eat, uh, you, oh, you can buy it in a can as well. So it comes in a can, mm-hmm. so you can just, you know, um, and again, warm it up. But yeah, the powdered stuff, the, um, I suppose when I was younger, <clears throat> before they came up with the one with the, the hot water, mm-hmm. um, you, it was still powder. And then what you would do is you would just heat up milk mm-hmm. instead. So it was a little bit of a longer process. So of course, you had to be careful with the milk that you didn't scald it. Scald it. But um, yeah, this is phenomenal. So one thing yes. missing from this, and, and you would not m- maybe have known this, mm-hmm. Is alcohol generally in a in a trifle in a oh. British trifle? They will put alcohol, and that's either something like a sherry, mm-hmm. or so like maybe like a masala wine, something like that. At what point do you add that in there? Like, do you soak the cake in it? Is you that... you can do that. So yeah, you could either sort of like soak the cake in it or mm-hmm. the fruit. What you could do is you could macerate the fruit in oh, it. Oh, okay. So, mm-hmm. but this is, I'm I'm just going to carry on eating. Well, it. and I. I I got the whipping cream. Mm. I whipped it. I I put I like putting powdered sugar and a little vanilla in it, so it's not just. See, that is another American thing. Uh, and that's and not, I and I don't and I, British thing, yeah, right? and I don't and I don't dislike that. Mm-hmm. See, in the UK, um, generally, I mean, I'm not saying you can't get it. You can obviously, you know, trends and tastes mm-hmm, change. Mm-hmm. But generally, in the UK, if you get like whipped cream on something, it is literally just whipped cream. They don't tend to add sugar into it. They mm-hmm. don't tend to put vanilla in it. So it is very much mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. you know, it's the whipped version of, you know, the liquid. But over here, I've noticed in America, a little bit of sugar in there, a bit of vanilla. I love it. I mean, you know, I'm not a huge cream eater. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my husband will attest to that because whenever we've gone out and we've had like desserts or things and it comes out with cream, it's like, yeah, there you go. You can have the cream. And that. I mean, I, I like it. I'm just not a huge eater of it. But this, yeah, th- that is good. Yeah, that's well, good. That so. was that was fun to make, and like I said, that Victoria's sponge recipe that was a interesting recipe. And I, I spend a lot of time with international friends, mm. and they're not like a lot of Americans as far as their palate. Like these espresso chocolate brownies, this would be too sweet, too much frosting, too much of everything. But they would love a Victoria sponge cake with just some fruit on the side, even no whipped cream, even. See, now it's interesting. 
this is where I'm going to sound like it almost sounds like I'm contradicting myself. So the creams thing, yep, I can take it or leave it, and, mm-hmm. and it's fine. Frosting, I love frosting. So, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm going to have a little bit oh, of that I now because I've not had too. But yeah, frosting Goodness, and cupcakes, sticky. of course. That's such an American thing. I'll show you what you guys, what he's mm. eating here. That has espresso powder in there. That is really good. And that is, that'll keep you awake for the drive home. It will. We have, mm. we have so many other things. Let's just mention what we have here because we're going to all, we're going to be out of time. So we're going to quickly give you this. Definitely want to do. Have this. Mm-hmm. There's a Jaffa cake. So this is a very, this is another classic British item. And the argument is, is it a cake or is it a cookie? <clears throat> Guys, come So on. it's sponge, mm-hmm. which of course, that's where the argument about, you know, is it a cake? You've got um, orange filling yep. and then chocolate on top. So this is, so what did we say we were going to call it? Um, a cakey. A cakey, because we're going to, we're going to like bring the two of them it's together. It's a hybrid of yep. cake and cookie. It's a cakey. We have some frosted banana bars. We have a couple other things, but put in a plug one more time for your show <laughs> because we're going to run out of time. And I want to make sure you get to do that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So um, coming up at 5.30 on Connecticut East this week, we're talking to Alison Sloan, founder of the Pandemonium Rainforest Project down in Deep River, uh, Middlesex County, Connecticut. If you haven't been there, do go and visit it because she helps to look after and rehabilitate exotic animals when people cool. suddenly find out that you know they just can't deal with them anymore or you know they they escape etc um absolute phenomenal project and great interview and i think you'll you'll get a lot out of it you can even sponsor an animal as well I yeah. mean, and how, it's actually cool it abuts a big huge thrift store on steroids it is yes because i've been there there we go i have guys i ha- my i'm out of time already it's really sad matt can you just like give me a couple more minutes gotta play brian's show <sighs> I don't want to run into that. Okay, so how much how much time do I got? 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Hey, this is Ruth Hartunian Alamba. I'm signing off with the amazing Brian Scott Smith, who you'll get to listen to in a couple of minutes. Thanks for tuning in today on Good Company, W-I-L-I.